time to welcome in John Petrides, Portfolio Manager at Tocqueville Asset Management. Good morning, John. It's been a while since we've chatted, so great to see you. Great to have you on. Same here, Caroline. How are you? Great. Uh, John, I want to start by asking, getting your take on the market. Obviously, it enjoyed a nice bounce back last week. The question now is, does it have staying power? What do you think? Have the markets found a bottom or is this just a brief oversold rally? Yeah, I think we need more data on the macro front to see if the market has found a bottom. Uh, you know, it feels like everybody's a macroeconomist these days. Everybody has an opinion on where interest rates <laughs> are uh, and where the economy's headed, regardless regardless of what profession you're in. Uh, but we need more data, particularly on the CPI front, uh, to see if uh, inflation really has topped out and has the Fed really accomplished what it's striving to do. And we're in opinion. We're in a period, I think, where the market can rally from a top-down standpoint on bad news. So really bad news could be good news for stocks. If, if the economy continues to slow, then um, you know, the Fed's talk and action of uh, raising interest rates here hopefully has worked. But you know, we're finally moving into a period here over the next couple of weeks where we'll, we will once again begin focusing on the micro. Right? Everyone forgets that you know, a company's stock stock prices are really are a function of the future cash flows of a company's business model, not necessarily what the market's doing. And we're going to be able to see how companies are navigating through what's really, really a tricky environment. Well, let's stick with the macro. It's an interesting point that we've all turned into macro economists. We went from infectious disease experts to now macro economists. Right. <laughs> but in terms of that whole bad news is good news scenario, just how bad could the news be, both in terms of the economy, are we heading into a recession, and in terms of earnings? Will it be an earnings recession? Yeah, I think, um, so you're starting to see the housing market top out a little bit here. Um, you're, you're listening to some of the recent home builder earnings calls. They're being very rational and, and only building orders to sale, and they are seeing a slowdown there. Um, you're seeing uh, you know, some of the banks uh, at recent conferences saying, uh, the mortgage market year over year, mortgage applications are down a lot. Uh, so you're seeing a slowdown in housing start. Uh, I think we need to see on the upcoming uh, jobs front, you know, the jobs market, the labor market has been so tight for a while now. Uh, continuous claims are rising, but we're still well under 300,000 on the weekly claims. So you need to see the, you need to see the job market actually slow down. Uh, and then hopefully, at least from an inflationary standpoint, uh, you'll see a weakening on wage growth. Um, that, that, that's those are some of the macro indicators that I'm looking for. Uh, but but it all at the end of the day, it all comes down to CPI and 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 what the consumer price index is going to be. You know, we're at 8.6 percent now. You know, if we top up over 9 percent, that's going to be a real headwind for the stock and bond market. Uh, if we could stay at 8.6, 8.7, or if we start to trend downward, 8.5, 8.4 that will clearly be a rally point for the stock and bond market as well. And then turning to earnings, inflation will obviously be something that so many companies will talk about on their conference calls. But just in terms of what you're expecting, we haven't seen a lot in the way of revisions for earnings estimates. Uh, do you think we're gearing up for disappointment or can earnings remain strong? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you've seen a lot of revisions to earnings yet because I just don't think the analyst community really has much confidence in what's going to happen or much clarity, I should say. I mean, think about it from, from a company standpoint. You know, you're, you're trying to manage an environment where the cost of everything is going up. You can't find any labor to meet demand because 
there, there's actually a, a lot of unemployment out there uh, in terms of uh, job openings out there. And then finally, you can't get anything because of the supply chain issues and, and the lockups that we've seen uh, out of China. Now, the supply chain seems to be opening, um, but you know, companies are operating in a very, very difficult environment. We've also seen, too, some tech companies come out and guide lower because of the strong dollar. Uh, you know, about 40% of sales for companies in the S&P 500 are outside the United States. So the dollar has been stubbornly strong, and that's going to pressure uh, reported earnings as well. It's a really difficult environment there... for Wall Street analysts to handicap where, where earnings are going to be this quarter. Which sectors do you think are poised to perform best this earnings season and then worst? Yeah, I would assume it's got to be the energy sector. Uh, you know, on average, in general, uh, about $50 per barrel of oil is break even uh, for the energy sector in terms of uh, cash flow. And oil has been very strongly above $100 a barrel. Now, despite the fact that companies in the energy sector sold off about 15 to 20% over the last week or so, you've seen a massive retrenchment. But you know, at $107 per barrel of oil, they're still making massive profit margins. And the energy sector has really been very, very capital disciplined uh, over the past two year, year and a half or so. So they are not rushing to, to drill and they are using that cash to repair their balance sheets and, and return that cash to shareholders. So clearly, I think the energy sector is where you're going to have uh, the highest visibility, the highest confidence. Uh, and I think the, 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 the one industry that's going to be really challenging is going to be financials. We're going to hear from the banks in about three weeks. And you know it's going to be a very interesting environment to see how the banks operated in what has been really a flat yield curve. You know, as we all know, banks make a lot of their money on the spread between uh, a steeper yield curve, and, and the spread has been very, very narrow. We have a consumer that's really stressed. So, how is the bank loan? How is the bank uh, loan portfolio held up? And if the economy is slowing, presumably banks are originating less loans. So, uh, I think the banking sector is going to be really, really interesting to watch to see how much negativity has been priced in. Uh, versus what the reality is on their fundamentals. So, John, given that we still have a few weeks before we'll start to get these earnings reports, and given that you need more economic data to really know if the market has bottomed, bottomed or not, what's the best way for investors to be positioning themselves right now in this market? Yeah, I mean, you know, the stock market is 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 the only business that when things go on sale, people leave the store. And what, that, what I mean by that is if you have companies where you believe in the cash flow and you believe in the long-term business model uh, and, you, and, you, and you've done your analysis on the competitive advantage and the sustainability of that business model, uh, there are tremendous opportunities out there uh, spread out in most sectors with maybe the exception of the utility sector uh, is probably the most stretched from a valuation standpoint. So it's one of those that if you're willing to step out of your trader box and put your investment hat on and you're willing to look out you know two to three three to five years there is tremendous value out there to be had so and i think it's spread out amongst all sectors so it's that type of environment can you, where you sharpen the pen can you be a bit more specific about where you're finding that value right now and your if, on down days are you buying the dip yeah so we don't we don't time the market on buying the dip we're looking at individual uh, companies where we have conviction in the long-term cash flow. I think the REIT sector has been overly punished. Uh, REITs, real estate investment trusts, uh, had one of their best performing years last year. Uh, they're, they're, they've had a really tough year 
but REITs are uh, great inflation hedges because they own a hard asset. They're landlords, so they can pass through uh, pricing to their tenants and increase that. So you, you have an inflation protection. Uh, they pay out typically big dividend yields. So uh, I think the REIT sector, from a valuation standpoint and fundamentals, is really attractive here. And what are you avoiding? You mentioned maybe not looking into utilities. Obviously, we know that there's a big, um, you know, there's no interest in unprofitable companies at this point. But what should investors be avoiding outside of those things? Yeah, I, I think utilities, you know, those that have ironically focused on alternative energy or clean forms of energy have been punished because that. That, that theme uh, has been out of favor recently, but utilities in general, regulated utilities, just don't look overly attractive. Um, they're they're US-based, right? So uh, you don't have any dollar issues, so uh, that's been a safe haven. They're typically lower beta, meaning they move less volatile, less than, um, than the stock market, so that has been a form of safety. They typically pay out you know, above a 3% dividend yield. So that has been a form of safety. All components that investors have been looking to hide in. And I think the overall valuation of utilities to their growth rate and relative to the overall market is unattractive at this point. So the utilities are the one place. Oh, and by the way, utilities are very capital intensive. I mean, if the world is moving towards more electric vehicles, electric utilities in general are going to have to build out the capacity to handle that. So um, so, so that that's the one sector where I think is least attractive heading into uh, this upcoming earnings season. All right, we have to leave it there. John Petridis, portfolio manager, Tocqueville Asset Management. Thanks so much for your insights. Really appreciate it. Yeah, great to see you again.